To Speaking Life with Dr. Sabrina. I am your host, Dr. Sabrina Jackson, the people expert. I help people with people, even if that person is themselves, because I say it here every week and I say it all the time is that oftentimes we think it's somebody else that needs help and it's really us standing in the need of some help and that's what we do here at Speaking Life. We speak life to you because, you know, life and death are in your tongue. And so we want to spend time speaking life. We want to educate. We want to inform. We want to inspire. We want to uplift. We want to transform lives here at this podcast. And I'm so fortunate that I get to do that by having incredible guests. Now, so let me say this about me, just to get a, just some information about the doctor. I, um, I love movies. I love movies. I mean, I love movies. I have my favorite movie of all time. My favorite movie of all time. Y'all might think it's a little different. But I love The Temptations movie. Oh, my goodness. I love The Temptations movie, and I love it because I love music, and I love singing. And David Ruffin was just another kind of beast. Oh, my goodness. I just love David Ruffin. So when I get to talk to people who are making an impact in that world, I get a little giddy and a little like I'm, I feel like a little kid now because my guest today is a movie maker. Oh, my goodness. And her name is Coretta Wren. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? I am excited to be here with you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And you're a movie maker. Um, first time. Yes. Well, just say yes. Yes. Because don't nobody know if it's your first time or not. Uh, that's true. Because it's done. <laughs> it's it's done. done. I sat in the theater and watched it, so I know that it's a it's a real thing. But I just, I just want to commend you on, because I know it's an incredible amount of work to get a movie done. And so people may say all the time, well, I'm going to do that one day. I'm going to do this one day. You are sitting in the seat of done that. Yes. I I, I give honor to uh, the man on on high, my father, God, uh, Jesus Christ, for allowing me to do this because it wasn't something that it's, it was a dream. And what he showed me was what I want to give you is what you desire. Oh, come on. And he gave me what I desired, not just what I asked for. But what I desire. Oh, that's so good. That to me is that's a lesson right there, because when we think about what you want, and then what you desire, that really ain't the same thing. It is not. Ooh, you need to go to a lesson. You need to go deep, go a little deep. So I love the fact that you, of course, you know we we talk Jesus here all the time over here. I'm a Jesus girl, uh, so I really appreciate that. And so people who are listening. If you have questions, if you want to know about how to do a movie, what steps and elements that need to take place, how do you get uh, money? C can we just be serious? Yes, it, it, is, it is a cost. It there is a cost. cost. But, it, but with that cost, you have to have the patience 
of endurance to know that the sacrifice in the end is going to be something that you desire to, for it to happen. Okay, so let's go back. Let's, let's, let's start from the beginning because I understand that you have years of experience in the media world. Yes. And so how many years? Uh, about 20. 20 years of what type of experience in the media world? T TV. TV, my favorite place. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I love TV. Yes. And so have did you see that there were um, major differences in what you did in the TV world and what you did in the movie world? Yes. Uh, the difference is with TV, you, you're on a time schedule. With film, you have a capacity of time to complete it, but you're able to adjust that time. Okay. So it's not just in a box. It's not like in a box. With TV, if you if you have to be prepared to have it from um like this, eleven thirty to twelve thirty. Right. And then you got your blocks of commercial time and things right. of that nature, you know how so you, to if you got twenty five minutes to do a show, that's what you have. That's but, it. But with film you have that time uh to piece it make each piece and each part come together. Uh, and you have the time to make that happen, whereas with TV, you have a certain amount of time to make that, make that make particular that happen. show happen. So how long have you had your company, L&E Entertainment, and what does L&E Entertainment do? Well, I created L&E Entertainment after, um, in 2019, and L&E is... My grandfather's name, which is Lawrence, mm -hmm. and my grandmother's name, which is Ethel. So it's named after my grandparents. Okay. And it is a family-oriented, based multimedia uh, where I write books uh, along with film. I did a book uh, in reference to uh, my grandfather in our relationship, mm -hmm. and after which I also, this movie, uh, this particular script of movie began 16 years ago, after my grandfather passed. Okay, so I want to stop right there, and I need people to understand what she just said. She said the story started, and the script started 16 years ago. Yes. And so to the person that has been waiting and they're in year number 10 mm -hmm. and they, they might be giving up. They may think it's never going to happen because, oh, my goodness, 10 years is so long. What do you say to that person? Well, it's about maturity because what I've learned in this experience, God prepares you uh, for your blessing, but you're not going to be blessed the day he tells you that he's preparing you. He has to have you prepared for seasons because when you, once you get your blessing, you got to be able to handle your blessing. Ooh. So basically what I'm hearing you say is that if God had given you everything that you needed to do the movie 16 years ago, it would have been a hot mess. It would have been a hot mess. Come on. Come on. <laughs> it, would Come have, on. it would not have manifested the way Wave. it had manifested. Honestly, um, he prepared me. I've been in Michigan 25 years. Where are you he, from? Mississippi. Mississippi. M-I. 
cricket letter, cricket letter, ah, cricket letter, cricket letter, ah, hump back, hump, hump back, back, hump back, ah. Okay, <laughs> we just having fun. But uh, 26 years ago, God introduced me to the people that helped the people that helped me uh, bring this vision to life. Excuse me. And the thing about it is, he prepares you in a sense where he knows where he's trying to take you. You just don't know where you're going. Come on. That's what faith is. That's what faith is. And I say this all the time as uh, people that are believers, and we talk about being people of faith. Faith is believing something, even though you don't know when it's going to happen. You can't see it. You, because if it didn't take faith, that means you saw it. You can see it. You right. can do it. You know, right. but faith is believing what it seems like it's just not it's possible. Not How do you, if faith is giving you the strength to know that you are able to accomplish something, even though you don't know where it's going to come from. And it's so funny. I know if, for me, sometimes the, when, when my faith is really, really strong, Everybody around me be going, girl, ain't nobody ever done that. Why you? Right. And that and that piece right there is like, oh, no, I'm going to do it. That's why you have to know how to speak it. A lot of times you speak in your vision and Woo! don't even know you speaking it into your own life. I love that because I was just talking to somebody this week who said, and, and, and many of us have said this, Lord, if I just, That's it. if you just give me a nice house, mm-hmm. a nice car and some money in the bank. And why can't you just be, I would like, God, I see myself in the house. I don't know how I'm going to get there. But, and then he knows that you are moving in that vision. But when you say just, you limit, you limit, just is a limit right? and God is limitless. And he says, speak your vision. So if you speak the vision, he knows where you're trying to go and then he can direct you. And and when that direction part is not to your own understanding, it's always, I don't understand why I'm even going that way. I don't even understand why I'm talking to them. Because when you say the thing about it is when you say what you want, God then began to manifest that where, okay, angel, hey, I need you to guide this this way, and I need you to go this way. And then as long as you are obedient, he will get you where you're trying to go. So when we look at 16 years ago, you started this this process, this yes. road, and it was after the loss of your grandfather. grandfather. Yes. And this project is based on... His my conversation with him alone as I was growing up, my grandfather uh, used to just impart wisdom into mm-hmm. me, and so um, I just want the conversations he would have with me, and I just began to write, and that was my way of releasing the grief mm-hmm. of his loss, because I felt like I was conversating with him. That is so powerful because, and you, and the terminology that you used was so perfect because that was your way of releasing grief. A lot of people don't know how to release grief. People often think that mourning is releasing the grief, but mourning is just our external way of handling the grief. So we will mourn, we will have bereavement. Bereavement is the time immediately following the loss, and that's why you get 
like time off of work right. for that bereavement time. But then we mourn, but then we kick into the grief right. and grief is all internal. Right. So when you said to release that grief, that was what you were doing to get it out of the inside of yes. you so that you can heal. Yes. And that was something that helped me because my grandfather, as I stated, my grandfather and my grandmother raised me and they were very important to me. And so I, when we uh, had the funeral, I couldn't understand why I didn't cry. A lot of times mm -hmm. people cry uh, when they are uh, sad at the loss, mm -hmm. but I couldn't cry. And I was like, God, why couldn't I cry? But once I came home, I began to sit and began to write the conversation. Mm -hmm. And as I wrote the conversation, I began to release I felt the release of the hurt that I was feeling. Mm -hmm. And so that helped me move forward. That is so, and I, and I really want the listening audience to hear that because too often when we don't do what the norm is, right. when we don't do what everybody else thinks we should do. Yeah. So people can walk up to you and go, well, baby, how, how you doing? Right. No, how you really doing? I, well, what do you want me to do? Roll around in the floor? What? And I said I'm fine. <laughs> right. You know, so it, it, uh, a lot of times you got to find your way mm -hmm. to, to release that grief. Uh, yes, people come to you and ask you how you're doing, but you don't know because right now you're hurt. And when you're hurt, you, are you gonna, either going to scream, holler, or do something mm -hmm. to just let them know that, hey, I do feel but the, the thing is, you got to find in your own self what, how do, how am I able to release this? How, what makes me, helps me to release this where it's not someone else's pain, but my pain and I feel good. I'm able to feel good about how I'm feeling. So is Healing Walls, which we know is the movie, was it first a book, then you turned it into a screenplay? Or no, did it you... was the conversation. It was just the conversation. It was just the conversation. Let me tell y'all something. <laughs> God will use anything yes. if you allow him to. So the thing that often blocks us from moving in what God has given us is that we haven't seen it. And when we haven't seen it, we'll think it can't be done because it's not been done before. But that's what makes a trailblazer. A trailblazer goes where it has never been gone before. Right. So you have to tap into what God is speaking to you. There is something inside of you. Aren't the people listening? There's something inside of you that is unique to you. And it may not make sense to other people, but it doesn't supposed to. Because God didn't give it to them. He gave it to you. So you have to be. Uh, serious about following through on what's just nagging at you in your spirit. Right. So when you said that you started to write, right. And as you started to write, you began to feel the release. I felt the release. And from that release, I was able to, I created for a four series, uh, book of just the conversation of he and I, and one was he loves to, we grew up on a farm. Okay. And he, he has, he loves to, um, he has horses and cows, mainly cows and pigs. And so with this, we, I've created four books that talks about, that's just a relationship between he and I, in a sense, the names, you know, but the conversation talks about us going fishing. We just mm. going fishing and we going. You like fishing? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you touch, you touch the stuff. The uh, the fish, the uh, worms. The worms. Know. Yeah. <laughs> we have puns and everything at, at, on our farm. So we. I like fishing. I just don't want to touch the the, I don't want to touch nothing. You don't want. How how you gonna fish with that? You t- you t- you had your your freaking do all that stuff, and then you just throw it in there and sit and look cute. And then when you, you so pull you it want out, you want some you want somebody else to touch. The yes, worm. yes I do, yes I do. Well, you don't see touching the worm and putting it on the hook mm. helps you be able to you know. Uh-uh. It's uh-uh. a true experience. I don't. It's nothing about a worm that's a true experience <laughs> for me. I cannot take it. So I love that you have this four-part series. Yes. And so people can still buy those. Yes. And where can they get those? Uh, they're on. You can go on my Facebook page and um, or request it, and I'll be able to uh, send it to you. I love it because you cut out the middleman. Hallelujah! <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> She's a smarty. I love it. I love it. So when did you start? When did you say, I'm going to make a movie? Well, what, honestly, what happened was, <clears throat> was that when I first wrote, the, began write the conversation, I said, Lord, I said, uh, this could be a play. Mm. But in my heart, I was like, this could be a movie. And I said, well, because... You know, sometimes when you're starting out, you're thinking of the quote-unquote finances. Yes. And so I said, well, I can do a play. I'll do it as a play because it's much easier. It's going to be easier. And see, I want you I want you to hear what she's saying. Sometimes, because this is what the enemy does in our mind, it'll have us chase easy instead of chasing what God get, put in our spirit. And so what happened was I was in the process of... Uh, Preparing for the play, preparing it for the play, mm-hmm. and I did it for like three years in preparation, getting renting the rooms and everything, mm-hmm. getting everything in order. Do, did the cast call and everything, and what happened was the uh, COVID hit. Oh, <laughs> COVID hit, and when COVID hit, it eliminated the date of us doing doing it. it okay and the date that i was going to do it was going to be my grandmother's birthday okay which was april 18th all right and after that the director called me and she says uh what about a movie i love it and i said yeah and in the process i said you know god is tripping he <laughs> <laughs> He, he giving me what I, I I had had a desire for because he knows the desire. That, that's not that's Bible. That's the Bible. He will give you the desires of your heart. But I always says it's twofold. I feel he downloads the desire into your heart. Mm-hmm. Then he will give you the desires of your heart. And so he knew that you were. Did I want it? Like secretly <laughs> wanting it, but just but secretly wanting one thing, but moving in a whole different direction. Right, right. Mm. And so um, when she said that, I immediately, with no, with quickness, I said yes, and it just began to manifest. It began to manifest. So what's the first thing that happened after you said yes? After I said yes, she said, "Okay, I have a producer." Uh, that she introduced me to the producer. Uh, we did the cast call, and from there it just moved forward. 
Can I say, let's just say that in the casting of this amazing movie, my goddaughter, my actual goddaughter is the star. Yes, she is. And she did an awesome job. She did it. At, did you see her uh, homecoming pictures? Oh, my goodness. She just went uh, to no, homecoming. I haven't seen the homecoming. Oh, my goodness. She just went to homecoming. And, oh. oh, my gosh. She's so cute. <laughs> Just, I would have to have her send me the homecoming picture. Yes, I'll show you when we. Oh my God, she just looks amazing, <laughs> and so it was such an honor for me to sit in the audience and watch my goddaughter acting and doing what she did because she's an amazing dancer. She's just she's always been super talented, even from a little girl. We used to say, "This girl." Because she was so animated okay. as a person. You know, I remember I would go and get her and she would come over. And one day she was in her car seat. Okay. And she had her Barbie doll. And the doll's hair was just all over the place. And she kept twisting it and twisting it and twisting it. And then she just did, just like dropped it and said, I don't know what I'm going to do with her hair. <laughs> and she was like three. Who does that <laughs> at three? Well, but she's always had that outgoing, gregarious type of personality, which serves her well in the area of acting. Well, that's good. I mean, it's good that she's pursuing that. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, being that she's what? She's a junior or a senior? She's a senior now. Oh, she's my goodness. So uh, now she has what is called a resume. Yes, she does. And so if she decides to go to acting school or go into acting, she's already started her resume. She sure has. And that's an awesome thing. That's a very awesome thing. So I got a question. <laughs> Are you doing another movie? I'm in the process of writing. And uh, we have not yet moved in it, but I am in the process of writing. So do you feel like with your company, all of the movies that you do will be written by you? Or are you open to... I have, uh, right now, um, I'm open to write people that can help bring their talent. Okay. Uh, this movie, and I was, this has just shocked me, but it, it was a surprise. With the movie, I had all women leads what i mean by that executive leads so along with myself the director was a woman and the producer was a woman okay so um and i'm not against any man doing anything you know in that sense but i was excited to see that that showed that we support the support that we had as women and i was grateful for those it helped. Wow. That's awesome. And, you know, it's nothing wrong. Men have the men's club. They right. do things. And it's all men. Right. So, okay. I mean, there's areas that men have been and occupied for so long that we've had to fight and claw to get ourselves at the table. Right. And, and when you get to the table, you're the only one at the table because right. everybody else are men. So right. I think it's absolutely admirable that you are working with women and because women are you know, we're the doorway to the universe. We are a powerful force. We are. Ooh, and when we get it together, <laughs> when we when come we do together, it, when we do it together, ooh, you, that, that's stronger than anything, any rope that you hold. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So what do you, okay, so this is my random question. Okay. What do you do for fun? Uh... Nothing right now. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. Uh -oh. Well, honestly, honestly, I uh, like to travel. 
Okay. And um, but I have not, you know, because because of, of, COVID. of COVID. So where's some place you want to go that you've not been yet? I would like to go to to the Bahamas. <sighs> You're gonna love it. And can I say, I'm just, you know, you know, I'm kind of, I'm just real life. Okay. The men over there are gonna love you. <laughs> they are. Just so be ready. Okay. The first thing they're going to say is, oh, my goodness, you're such a beautiful black woman. And then they're going to ask to be your friend. Can I be your friend, lady? So be ready. From the time you, from the time you show your passport okay. for the whole time that you're there, every man is going to say that to you. And if you're not used to that, it could be overwhelming. Yes. Well, I know how to. Oh, I'll be grateful for the comment. But uh, be courteous with them. That's good because I wasn't. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be. Your, at one point, I said, I don't want to be your friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of people asking me to be their friend. I ain't want to be their friend. And so I, I like Jamaica. I go to, I go to Jamaica a lot. Well, and I so would love to go to Jamaica. Oh my goodness, Jamaica is amazing. So I was in Jamaica, and like I said, all the men were talking about how you're such a beautiful black woman. And I was laying on the beach on my towel, just taking in some sun and some men were behind me playing soccer because that's their football is okay. soccer. And so the ball fell right next to me on my towel. So I took the ball and I held it up like this and I just says, hi, I know I'm a beautiful black lady. Thank you so much. And no, I do not need any new friends. <laughs> and when the guy grabbed the ball, I looked up. And when I say he was the finest man I had ever seen in my entire life. And so in my head, I was like, well, maybe I do need a new friend. <laughs> maybe. So I assume that number, uh, the, can I? No, no, no. <laughs> Seriously. But, uh, yes. Um, uh, that's great. That, Bahamas that. is nice. So do you want to just fly there or you want to cruise? I would love to cruise. Yes. Cruise is a nice. Nice, I nice, have nice. never been on a cruise, <gasps> yes. so I would love to go on a cruise. Can I make a suggestion for you? Yes. So for what you're doing as far as writing and movie productions, are you open to teaching other people how to do it? Yes. So let me tell you, there, there's things that you can teach and do it on a cruise. Okay. There's a thing like called Cruise and Learn. Okay. And then you can set up where you have your classes, you know, kind of during the day, and then they can excursion and everything at night. But it's a very fun way to cruise. Okay. And look, and still make money. And still make money. I love an opportunity to have fun and make money. And make money. So I've done cruise and learn for years. Oh, my God. It's, it's an amazing thing to do. Okay. That's I'll a, look into it. Yeah, look into it. I can see you advertising for people who want to learn this industry. And it's always people who want to learn. I'm sure people walk up to you all the time when they say, what, you made a movie? Yeah. I want to learn, or I want to be in a well, movie. I'm going to be honest with you. This was a learning experience for me too. Absolutely. You know, because this was my first, first one. I, um, even though I know media as far as TV, mm -hmm. this is a whole different, whole different animal animal. Wow. You, know, you got to be up at 1 and 2 o'clock in the morning sometime taping something. Not saying that you don't do it in TV, but the point is is that it's a different type of uh, animal itself. That is so true. Well, I want to thank you for sharing your time with us today. How can people reach you and find the movie? Well, uh, the movie is on Amazon. 
uh, now on Amazon Prime. So if you go to Amazon, you look for Healing Walls. Uh, it is available there. Also, if you want to uh, communicate with me via email, uh, you can place that upon the screen, and you can reach me there. Uh, any questions or anything, I would love your comments and support. Absolutely. Well, I've seen the movie. I was there for the premiere, and it is an amazing movie, and it's a movie that's a tearjerker. Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> There's a lot of emotion going on in the movie. So I was, I was like, uh-oh, let me get it together. Hold on. I don't mess up my makeup. But I absolutely applaud you in what you're doing. I am, Thank you. And just, just, just you know, from one sister to another. Because too often we say that they say we don't get along with each other or we don't support each other. No, you have a sister in me. And if there's things that I can do to assist, don't hesitate to ask. And uh, I do appreciate your uh, support, and I thank you so much for allowing me to uh, con connect with you here and be a part of your vision. Just, I am so honored that you allowed me here. Oh, girl, this is the place to come. You can come <laughs> back. Just when you're ready, when you're ready, just call. We'll get you back on. You can come at any time. So if you you got something coming up, if you're doing a casting call or whatever, okay. Okay. don't hesitate to call. Okay, I'll do We that. are here for you. So what we're going to do is that we're going to take a break for a minute, and we're going to show a little video. And as we're showing the video, I want you to enjoy the video because it's all about me. <laughs> we'll be right back. are live right here with Dr. Sabrina. I'm going to take you on a journey. I'm going to dive a little deeper. I'm going to go places and spaces that we have not necessarily gone. Helping people is really just my gift. And so because I am gifted in that way, I absolutely want to help people alleviate pain. Understand that trauma doesn't have to keep you stuck there. You can forgive what seems like the unforgivable because unforgiveness is a block to your blessings. If you stay in unforgiveness, it's not hurting the other person. It's hurting you. The decision to do anything that had to do with psychology, clinical therapy, all of that, actually started at the age of nine. I saw a movie called Sybil. And in this movie, Sally Fields played a person with multiple personalities. But the thing that grabbed me was the therapist. That I said at nine that that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be able to work with people and transform them to get them to a space of healing. Hey family, it's Dr. Sabrina here, the people expert with your people expert tip of today. Oh, the people expert. I do call myself the people expert because I help people with people, even if that person is themselves. Because so often we think it's somebody else with the problem and it's really us standing in the need of some help. Well, the first thing that I say to people, and I say this to any client that comes to me, when you look at your life, do you like it? Nine times out of 10, people will say no. And then my second question, are you willing to do something different to change it? Because what you've been doing up to this point got you to this point and you don't like it. So you have to be open to doing something you've never done or to have something you've never had. 
all of us need somebody to talk to. No matter what seat you sit in, you need somebody to pour into you. I think my purpose and mission is to use my voice to assist other people walk in their voice. Help them understand that you too can do you. Whether that's through counseling, whether that's through speaking, whether that's through the books that I write, all of it is around helping people understand things to unlock in them. And my favorite song that speaks to me is a rap song. It's by DJ Cap. It simply says, all I do is win, 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 no matter what. Every time I step up in the building, everybody's hands go up. Mm. Mm. And, and they, they stay there. there. And they say yeah. And they say yeah. Cause all I do is weep, weep, weep. Oh, just me. And we're back. Oh my God, did you enjoy the character reel? And that's the reel just about. Dr. Sabrina and the things that I do and why I do the things that I do. I think I have two parts to that video that are my favorite. The first is when I give the information about why I got into this area of work in the first place. And I tell the story about how I watched the movie Sybil. And Sybil had a story of a multiple personality. Um, and I loved, and I was nine years old, it was 1976, I, I remember when I saw this movie, that I wanted to be like the therapist, because the therapist was able to go and tell her, I don't want to talk to her, go get the other person. I was like, that's fascinating, and I want to do that. And so that's what led me into this space of helping people. And then the other piece that was very exciting for me is my theme song. My theme song is... All I do is win. All I do is win. All I do is win. I love that song because when it looks like I'm losing, when it looks like things aren't working out for me because I know whose I am, he sees far beyond what I can see. So in the moment, it may look like I'm losing, but guess what? I'm winning. I'm winning. Okay. So guess what? I'm winning because I have another guest today. And this guest... Is a history making educational icon. And I like and I use that word because she has years of experience changing lives for children and families in the educational world. She currently sits on the board for the Detroit Public Schools Community District. She is the vice president of that board, and she is currently running for office again. So I'm saying reelect, reelect, reelect Deborah Hunter Harvell. Doctor, hey, my sister. Good morning. Or is it afternoon? It's afternoon. Oh, what time of the day is it? <laughs> you have totally mesmerized me. An icon? Oh, yes. That's you as we talk about mental health awareness. Oh, my goodness. Letting folk know what's going on. You got to get it together. What to do about it. They got to get it together. Oh, my God. I am so humbled to be here. I have no script. No, we don't need one. We don't God need one. sent me here this morning. We don't, we don't need a script. All right. We sisters. Let's we, do let's it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's, so let's do it. Let's start with how long have you been in this educational oh, field? Geez. 
since 1977. 77. I never will forget in 1973, as poor as we were, I got a scholarship from Cooley High School to go to college. Wow. My mama said, you going. Uh-uh. You know what mama tell you. Okay. She said, you can live on campus there. This is an old packet. So I lived there. And what school did you go to? Mary Grove College in in the, in the neighborhood. Wait, okay, so hold up. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold up. Because too often when people say that they're going to go to a school that's in their neighborhood, they don't live on campus. But your mama said, don't live on campus. Ooh, I love your the mom. The money was there. We were poor. It was an experience away from home. I had me a nice apartment. What? Cool roommate. Cool roommate. Nice library over there. Mary Grove College, even right now today, has a library like no other. Wow. The only thing is we can't find certified librarians. Uh-oh. They don't go to school to be a librarian anymore. You know? Yeah, and because so everything would, is on the line. Jobs. That's right. Everything is online, so that people have gotten right. away from the value of a library. I love libraries because Me I love too. books. I am a book girl. Like, like when I, I have so many books at home, and my son will go, Ma, you done read that book. I said, we can't throw it away. <laughs> we can't throw away a book. We're not doing that. So I just have a lot of books. So 1977. Yes, ma'am. Do you remember your first job? Yes, ma'am. I became a teacher. Okay. At Friends School in Detroit. I love Friends School. So wait, wait, wait now. I, I was supposed to go to Detroit Public Schools and be a teacher, but they asked me first. And so I had done my student teaching. They slipped me right into a fourth and fifth grade spot. Today... Some of my very same students call me. Wow. Back then, they used to call me Debbie. What's up with this Dr. Harville and this, this, no, it was Debbie. Debbie. Okay. And uh, I just had a real live time with kids all my life. That's why I love them. That's why I'm running for school board. I love their teachers too. Yes, you do. Because... After what God just brought us through, come on. We all need some tips on mental health awareness. I'm not playing. And I'm looking for me a favorite song too. The one that I like to, you know, beat yeah. to. It's it's a little too sly. It's it's uh it's a little Carl, too sly. Carlton. Carl Carlton what's that? You know? Oh. She's I'm a bad, bad mama drama. drama. But 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 really I was just a smart man with Well you can change, you can change, you can keep the beat. I'ma change the words to this and song. And change the words. Exactly. That's what you do. That song makes me think about all these years, all the kids whose lives I've touched. Yes. I'm proud of that. You should and be. And so that's why I won't walk away from running for school board. Uh-uh. No. I'm going to make certain that policies continue to be good policies for our kids. Can I can I just go on record and say that I was invited to speak for the board and parents mm-hmm. on last week. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I learned in that session was the name of special education in the Detroit Public School Community District is different. They do not call it the Office of Special Education anymore. They call it the Office of the Exceptional 
student. Exactly. 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 When and I say I almost ran around that room when I saw that. You could have. I love that. <laughs> yes, they are exceptional. And we are going to do everything that we can to make life better. Two to three years learning loss for the general ed population. So Think our exceptional it. student population, depending on what side or what end of the spectrum, theirs might be four years learning loss. But because we encompass talented and gifted children, probably the three years ahead that they were, they might be kind of right balanced there out. and they're, mm-hmm. they're balanced out, mm-hmm. but they need to fly and soar again. So I got all my children. That I, I got to care about. And love it. I love How it. long have you been a school board member? Well, that came in 2018. Okay. And I ain't tired yet. She ain't tired yet. As my yet. grandmama used to say, I ain't got tired yet. Okay. So I love this because a lot of times when you see educators, when you see people who are teachers, you think that they're so serious and they're always about just getting the work done and things of that nature. But I learned a little something about the good doctor here, is that she's been, for years, a quartet singer. Oh, yeah. Uh You know, people don't really know that unless they come from that church group. I know, but we're going to put it on out there. She'll get the clapping. She had her auntie. Jesus. Oh, my goodness. It was so good. (laughs) And so they were trying to get her to sing, you know, like solo. And she was like, oh, no, I'm the background girl. Now, if y'all get up here and sing with me, I'll sing. But I'm not singing by myself. (laughs) That's how we always did it. And wait a minute. I was there before I went to Marygrove, okay? Okay. So so I started at 16 years old, so that would have been two years before the... Yeah, probably about 1973-ish, 1972-ish is when I really got into singing with the group. Uh, it what was, was the name of the group? Ann Scott, that's my aunt, mm-hmm. and the Heavenly Stars. Ooh, I love the name. Yes, Lord. And Scott. Yep. We did heavenly things. We served the community. We would do canned goods. We would do gospel concerts. We'd talk to kids in school. But, you know, sometimes folk don't like church, so you have to come in another way. Come on. And that's the way we came in. They like little music and rocking and all that kind of stuff. Clapping. They like that. So I love quartet music. Well, you got to go to another program. With I love, that. I love quartet music. I, that was my, my father's favorite singing. All and right. so when, when my father was alive, I remember when the gospel keynotes would come. Oh, yes. I would get him tickets and he would go by himself. Oh, would, yes. Because if I was busy and I couldn't go, if I was speaking, if I was, I would get him tickets to go. Wow. And he would go and he tells this story because my father was a very laid back, cool, cool. I mean, just cool, dressed to the nine, but didn't really talk much, tall, big black man, right? (laughs) And he says that one day he went to go hear Shirley Caesar Mm -hmm. and the gospel keynotes. We may have been on that concert as a Detroit opener. Yes. And so what he said, he said, you know, I I was sitting there and and he he said that the guy from the gospel keynotes hit a note. And next day he knew he was up out his seat with his hands in the air. I said, Daddy, I would have loved to have seen that because I ain't never seen you jump up all excited about nothing because he was so laid back and cool. But he loved that music. Willie Neal and the gospel keynotes. Willie Neal. I know him. We sang on concert. With them. 
And okay. since, since we are in this vein, I do want to um, send condolences to uh, Wonder Boy, who took, um, he passed away. Steve Wonder Boy passed away. Mm-hmm. I did not mm-hmm. hear about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. Yep, he passed away. That's one of my so, daughter's favorites. Oh my goodness, He's yes. so young. He's so young. I was just oh. with him a couple of months ago. I was in Atlanta. I was being interviewed on Atlanta Live, which is a religious station there, and he was the musical entertainment oh, that wow. day. And oh, so wow. we, I got pictures with them, and we had a great, great conversation. And just to know that he's touched so many lives you know because really he was a little he that. was a little boy yeah traveling with the with the singers and the quartet and pe- even yeah. though he was young he embraced that music and wow. really like, gave it a new shine i absolutely agree uh again my daughter um who's in um baton rouge louisiana now uh with her husband uh that's her favorite group. Wow. Wonder yep. Boy. Wonder Boy. You know, in that Johnson. age group. They're mm-hmm. all in that little age group. So I will definitely have to send her a text. Not call her, but text her because, you know, that generation. They text. It's, it's, they text. They text. Mom, I'm at work. Yeah, text. don't be calling me. My, uh, my son will do that. <laughs> like, why are you calling me? I'm at work. So that's good. They got the great ethic. But uh, I send my prayers out to his family as, as well. well. And yeah. a lot of gospel singers. They yeah, because yeah, they're oh, just, it's a family. It's a family. Yeah, you know. I, I know so many gospel artists. Um, so, yeah, I, I just wanted to do that. Thank since you. That Thank was, you for bringing that to my attention. Absolutely. So now, what platform are you concerned about the most? Because I know it's a lot. When we talk about our children and our families in the Detroit. Most. So right now, I would say the one that I'm most concerned about would be increasing student achievement, putting it back where it was before the pandemic. Okay. Because our superintendent, as well as board members, were working on a trajectory to make sure that we increased how well kids read, increased mm-hmm. the knowledge base of how they synthesize for mathematical endeavors. So I'd have to say student achievement is my number one. My number two is is exceptional student education. I want it to soar higher than it's ever, ever, ever soared before. My number three deals with um, the buildings that we're in. Mm -hmm. You know, some of them don't have air. Uh Uh-oh. So what, what the superintendent has done is he proposed a plan where we would rebuild some schools, mm-hmm. like a Pershing High School. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're a doughboy. Mm-mm. Mumford is, is, I'm is, is kind of... I'm a technician. It's, it's, I was just teasing. You I'm know I know saying. that. And you know. She, I know she's from Cass Tech. <laughs> Much love to the technician. But I'm saying Pershing... We'll get a new high school. Cody, it will be a new high school. Nice. Oh, there's another one. Oh, Western will get an additional attachment because it's huge over there. You know, it's Southwest, I love that community. They're their own family, and so we got to do something. Uh, some of our uh, middle schools will be, will be rebuilt. Uh, Paul Robeson Academy, uh, which is Paul Robeson Malcolm X. Right. They're going to have something. Um, so some schools are going to get some things nice. that they haven't had. Where do you think nice. we got that money from? That's leftover money from the pandemic. Oh, okay. We, we didn't send it back. 
We Come got on, us a I plan. I love it. So I that was it. my number three. What's my number four? Um, I got to always support my teachers and my administrators. You know, I was a principal in the district. What I school was were you teacher. the principal of? Oh, yeah. I was I was principal of Damon J. Keefe Elementary. May oh, he rest in peace. Yes. Eastside. I could have been your principal. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk about it. And by the way, I love your engineering skills. Oh, too. she's amazing. I'm checking it out. Um. I was principal of Damon J. Keefe. I was principal of Pelham. I love Pelham. Yeah, over by Tiger Stadium. Yes. Uh, and also Mick Michael. They used to call I it used to Mickey Mike. Mike was I was I your principal too? No, I, I didn't go there. But I used to go speak there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. So you weren't yeah. the principal who invited me in. So to those do... were that's that's places where I was principal. Wow. I was superintendent up in Flint. What? Hold on. Wait a minute. I didn't know uh, that. Why didn't I know that? You were a superintendent? Uh huh. Flint and Saginaw. Wait a minute. I I love people. Okay, so let me say this. When I used the word icon earlier, that is why. Because not only did she serve in the classroom, she elevated and moved to the area of being a principal. And that's cool, but then she elevated and went to the part of being a superintendent, which is a whole nother mindset, I'm just telling you. And now she has elevated to the space of uh, being a board member. So yeah. we're talking about constant elevation. I just can't help myself. It's kids. I just love them. I love it. I love that. I that's love a, that's a love that's a thing. It's kids. Yeah. It's just kids. All I, things I just kids. I love them. And you are going to be amazing with them. You know, my vision deals with the mental health piece, and this will be number four or five. That's fine. I want to make sure that we do more. <laughs> she only asked for what I know. I want to make sure that we do more with our children, families, and our teachers. As Could it relates say, to teachers. Oh, yeah, because... They had, they to had go, they, somebody that died that? during the pandemic. Come on. They hurting. Come on. They didn't get enough days off. They still hurting. Come on. Okay. And our kids, like, my mama died in the pandemic. She had COVID. Did we talk to them about it? Right. Do, do they know what really went on? You can't just let that go because that makes them angry exactly. inside. Exactly. And that's why the mental health issues prevail. So we got, that's my other priority. I'm going to start with those five because okay. I, I can, can get on. all she got, excited she, about she kids. She Look, gone. She's I'm, all about I'm in kids. another place. I need on my cake and just fly around. <laughs> I do, I do want to say that what you have on today is a cape. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's a cape. It's just a snake skin. Okay. 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 I just want to thank you for this opportunity to let people know I love them. I'm running for the school board. Uh, it's hard, too. That's why I'm getting ready to have me another fundraiser. You know, you have to keep having fundraisers because you need money to raise money. Like, and so I can't get people. No billboard. Say, where can yeah, Okay, so let me say this to you. Huh? Stop saying that. Okay, I'm getting me a billboard. Where do you want the billboard? Uh, at least the last ten days of the no, the election cycle, and 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 so I got to do that because people got to know vote for Deborah Hunter Harville because people can't remember all that stuff. They're stressed from the pandemic. They don't remember that I was a school board member. They don't know that. And I served for two years during the pandemic. They Shut don't know it that. down. We voted to close it. Okay? Wear your mask. All of that. Those are decisions that we made as a board. There's only seven of us. So I'm saying I got to get me some billboards so folks can say, oh, yeah, because they don't remember me. All right? Some of my students. But 
And they had kids now, too. But some of them don't live in Detroit. Some of them live all over the country, but they did well, is what I'm saying. Yes. So, okay, we're going to help her with that. I just want y'all to know we're going to help her. So just don't be surprised when you see Whoa. the billboards. And and so I want have you to. Have not because you asked. You ha- that's what I was that getting right? ready to say. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Stop don't saying. Don't stir at me to preach it. Don't say ever again, okay. I can't afford Excuse me. Stop saying that. We speak in I life. I will do as you say. We're speaking life here. We're speaking I life into it. I will do as you say. Amen. Anyone want to help, though, with the fundraiser besides you? Because you something else. You are amazing. Oh. You can reach me at 313-743-8207. And guess what kind of fundraiser I'm going to have? What kind? Double good popcorn. You, you don't know nothing about that, do you? Yo, I know about it. I got some. It's, it's a school thing. I know. I love it. Okay. Look Please here. I got now. to do that. That's one of my last fundraisers. And thank you for being at my prayer breakfast. That was the best fundraiser. By the time them folk got finished shopping, because there was a prayer for, uh, not shopping, shouting. They were shouting. There yeah. was a prayer for mental health anointing to understand what you need to do sometimes. The one and only Dr. Sabrina Jackson. I love it. Okay? You were great. Thank you. I hope that you just cover our school district. I really Amen. 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 Make it right. Go see Amen. these kids in the schools. I'm well, visiting uh, Wednesday. It's count day, too. Okay. Every kid in Detroit Public Schools should be, be there for in this count the building day. for count day. I love it. All day. And you might get some treasures and surprises. I'm going to go over and reread and read and read. Read and read. Look at I love kids it. and all that. So um, I will say this. I, um, I am thoroughly enthralled with you. I'm enthralled with you because I know that you're authentic at what you're doing. Oh, I know that wow. it ain't a Thank fake you. thing. I know Mm-mm. it's not. I'm just because it's a power move. No. This woman last week was at the post office and ran into a gentleman who does not he was he had took his kids out of the Detroit schools had him, had them in a different school but they were exceptional students i love that word so 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 he, he had never had his kids in detroit but he had lived in detroit oh okay and so then he, he moved never. to southfield and then that's where he were but but i think I think, I think he come, I think back. he coming back. Yeah. Because she invited him at the post office to come to the meeting that night. And so one of the things that happened is that when it came time to open up for questions, everybody was sitting there all quiet. Now y'all know I don't do that. <laughs> you know I don't do quiet. So I said, Okay, now y'all got a, a panel full of experts. Somebody better come up to this mic. And he did. He sure it did. was life transformational for him, life transformational for other people in the audience. And I truly believe it's going to be life transformational for you. Wow. Well, thank you very much. I was so surprised to see that gentleman. And look, I was just casually yep. talking about exceptional student education at the post office. So it's wherever I am, it comes out of me. That's what Passion you need. That's what we want. Kids. That's what we need. And on I'm our not playing. Board. I want our kids to be covered. We got to have some mental health specificity throughout the day. Yes. What in the world is specificity? We're we, we we going we to develop a plan. That's, That's what right. We do. That's what we're going to do. So, so, y'all, my time up. Oh, my God. Thank this you was so, so fast. Much.
This time went so fast. Y'all know how we do here. Every single week, we're going to have information that speaks life to you. Life and death are in the power of what you say. So my question to you today as I close is, what would you say if everything you say it happens? You better make it life-affirming, life-giving, and life-transformational. See you next week. Take care. Oh, I love that.